You are listening to Balanced Living Weekly, episode number 70, with Cliff Ravenscraft and Father Roderick. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Balanced Living Weekly podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. And I'm Father Roderick. We're here, well, sometimes weekly, most of the time, but uh, it seems lately that we're here every other week, at least for the month of June. Uh, we're, we actually do the show uh, together to talk about our pursuit of more balanced and healthy living. Of course, the uh, show started off with our shared fascination and enjoyment of the TV show, The Biggest Loser. And ever since then, we just decided that we would continue to talk even when that wonderful show is not still playing on television, which is exactly what the case is right now. Yes, because we, we realized that, um, well, getting into shape and losing weight, it's not something that you just realize once and for all. It's an ongoing process and you need to keep working on it. And this show is also to keep us accountable and to help you also be accountable by if you share what's happening in 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 your situation or your progress then you know hopefully uh, you'll get some support from the community indeed indeed and in fact I, I can tell you right now we've got a show i think that has actually been spurred on by somebody's request for us to talk about how to train for a marathon and i know father Roderick, you have some uh, stuff to share there and not only from your experience but also some great uh, resources people can link to but there are times when, uh, you know, we do need that accountability. And I'm going to just share right now that uh, I've probably got a little bit to talk about because things have been a little crazy around here. Mm-hmm. Crazy tr- translated into I've uh, gained a little bit of weight. No, no, no. Actually, I, oh. okay. Crazy in that I should have gained a lot of weight. Uh, okay. But but thankfully, I stepped on the scale after, <laughs> for the first time in over a week, maybe a wow. week and a half. And You've got that digital robot skill, right? I do. I do. And it was threatening to kill you because it didn't re- recognize you anymore. <laughs> exactly. Well, <laughs> things have been getting crazy here. So for me, basically what's happened is um, I went away to Blog World New York. And when I went to Blog World New York, my whole routine got way out of whack. And I never bounced back. In fact, um, Ever since I got back from Blog World, it was getting caught up, and then it was uh, wrapping up my podcasting A to Z course, but then that immediately led into, I've got to prepare for this other one. Weather's been crazy, and then we have this gspn.tv meetup this past weekend, and then I've got four days to do everything uh, before I'm leaving for 10 days. Wow. And I'm like, seriously? And so I just want to share, probably since... Since I've returned from Blog World in New York, which was about three weeks ago, I think I've probably gone out for my intentional physical activity about three different times. Okay. Three that times. That sounds a bit like my life. Three times in three, within the last two to three weeks. Yeah, it sounds exactly like my life, only I didn't even have the, the excuse of being in Manhattan. <laughs> <laughs> So it, it, it's been crazy. Of course, I, you know, I'm, I'm not beating myself up too much. I will say I have not gained weight, but I have not been counting my calories either. It's kind of like when I drop the ball on one area, I'm dropping the ball in the other area. But I guess I could say that I've been so busy that I haven't overeaten. Oh, that, well, that's good. It's, it, <laughs> it's kind of like one of those 
things. It's like, hmm, I should go have some lunch. What time is it? Stephanie's like, uh, well, I'm going to fix dinner in an hour. <laughs> oh, no. Is it that late already? And I'm sure enough, it's 430. I'm like, oh, oh wow. yeah, it's been it's been that kind of busy. I, I also I gained a, a little bit of weight uh, over the past few weeks and, and I have hardly worked out and I don't know why that is. I, I still also cannot find my rhythm and I don't sleep enough. Um, and but, but um, a, a couple of days ago, I really had a shock. I was like, wow, I gained really a couple of pounds since the last time I, I stepped on the scale, which was also weeks ago. Uh, but that, that actually gave me that moment like, wait a minute, stop. I am not going to allow this to uh, to go downhill any any longer, and so uh, today, this morning, I stepped on the scale and I had fortunately already lost uh, about three pounds. So, uh, but but I'm I'm still worried that I might not be gaining much or uh, right now. But um, I do believe that the fact that I'm not working out and I'm not doing any resistance training anymore, etc., it, it is still my my. Um, uh, how do you say that? The muscle mass is 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 certainly uh, diminishing, and uh, so over time there will there will be this this point where the pounds will start to stack up faster because you don't have enough muscle anymore to uh, to burn it. Right. So I have to be very careful. I'm I'm in a danger zone right now. Hmm. But uh, yeah, I, I wanted to train for a mar- train for another marathon, and then I noticed that I probably couldn't free up my schedule for that marathon, and, and so I lost the motivation. I was like, uh, why? Why would I spend so much time on training if I'm not even going to be able to run that marathon? So I need to set myself a new goal, I guess, or find a new gadget, or or you know, I, just, I always I'm, I'm always on the lookout for something new that could you know kind of kick me out of that lethargy. Yeah. Well, for me, I, I think that things are going to be picking up because I am getting ready to, to unplug for 10 full days. Uh, I know that it's going to be crazy. I'm going to do a lot of driving. We're getting ready to head to Orlando, Florida, which is a two-day drive. Ooh, are you going to visit the mouse? Uh, yes, we are. Ooh, nice. <laughs> yes, indeed. In fact, I'm going to be, I, I wouldn't have even thought to check it out until I heard uh, the break, but I'm going to be checking out the new Star Tours. Oh, I am so envious right now. <laughs> awesome. And, and we're going to go to Harry Potter World. Oh, yeah, that's great. Although you're, you're not a big Harry Potter fan, are you? I'm not, but my family is. You might become one after you've seen that because it's, it's really great. It's like you feel like you are you are there. You're you're totally in this surreal miniature world of Harry Potter all of a sudden. And Is it right? Let me tell you that the the big ride in the castle, even though it sometimes you know takes hours to get in, but it's worth it. Oh my goodness, that it, that was the most exhilarating ride that I've ever had in any att- attraction park. It's just crazy. <laughs> well, we're, we'll definitely make plans to get in line for it and stuff like that. So sweet, that's yep. great. Is it just vacation? It it well, it is, but I have to find some way to to make it a business thing as well. So I, I've got to hmm. I've got to do something that way. I can make it tax deductible. Oh, of so course. I've got a, oh. I've I've got some I've got some things that I'm going to line up for potential work, and I know that I'm stopping off in uh, Nashville to do some work for Dan Miller to hook up some equipment for him. So nice. We'll, we'll figure it out. But yeah, for most part, it's 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 relaxing and and it's going to be a good time. 
So you're going off the grid, eh? I am so, going off the grid. That's exactly right. I am unplugging uh, my. I, that's that's why I've been so busy. I've had I had to put so many things in place so that while I'm gone, you know, my business doesn't fall apart, and the content's still going to be there, and the community's still got some engagement when people come to the site that that people are still connecting and and re- getting responses back and so I've been so, working so on I'm, all that. I'm interested uh, in in this in terms of, you know, balanced living. Is this something that you feel like you, you just have to do and or, or is it something that you want to you want to be a bit more available for your family during those days or is it just a practical decision? You mean going on the trip? Going, you know, off the grid for uh, for ten days. I mean, that's a huge thing for you for you because you you basically everything you do is is online and yeah. uh, so connected. Well, for for me, it's uh, the opportunity to go to Disney World came up as an um, as one of the incentive trips from Grange Life Insurance, which I no longer sell life insurance, but. Um, they, my, basically my family's insurance agency won the trip. Nobody from the agency can go. And they made an exception to let me go, which this is an all expenses. They're paying all the, the hotel fees for the grand Floridian. They pay for, um, some fun money to spend while you're down there and they pay gas money for you to travel down. Holy cow. Yeah. So great deal. (laughs) it's, it's, It's a pretty good deal. Uh, and then we have we have a special r- relationship with a particular cast member uh, f- in <laughs> Florida, and so this person has sent us a very wonderful care package, which is very nice. So out of co- out of pocket expense is going to be very 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 low for the entire trip. But the the thing is is that it's uh, the the um, stay at Disney starts on Sunday and goes through Thursday. All right, yes. but to get there on Sunday, we have to leave Friday. Or well, we it's it takes two days, um, mm-hmm. and we're stopping Friday to help Dan Miller hook up his his podcast equipment. So sure. so it's two days down. Then it's you know Sunday through Thursday, and then um, the Fourth of July weekend is that weekend. It's a you know big oh, holiday wow. here in the states. Yeah. So my parents invite us to go to the Smoky Mountains to the lake house on 4th of July weekend. And I'm like, well, you know, we could just stop there on the way back. Mm -hmm. And there's a couple days in between. So my original idea is that I'd come back, work for a day and a half and then go down for that. And I'm like, "Eh, no. So yeah, we, we we're going to go straight from Orlando to, um, we're going to stop in North Carolina at the Biltmore Estate, and then we're going to the Smoky Mountains, and we'll stay there until Monday and then drive back. And so I'll be back Tuesday, July 5th. Wow. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it's going to be an interesting time. I've, I'm, I'm already looking forward at, at your stories about how that went yeah. and how it was to be uh, off the grid. <laughs> well, I, won't, I guess I, I will share with you that I am taking my MacBook Air and I am taking my Virgin Mobile uh, MiFi device. Yeah, so you can still check email and stuff. But, and, uh, yeah, you're, and I, you're not going to produce 30 podcast episodes no, in that one I'm week. No, I'm not going to produce podcasts and the only emails that I'm going to respond to, I'm going to wake up in the morning before everybody else. I'm going to spend about one hour in email each day and uh, in the morning. And the only emails that I'm going to respond to are ones where people are looking to sign up for my July A to Z course that I'm doing right. when I get back. Right. And don- donation emails. So people, if you want to reach, reach Cliff, <laughs> become a plus member during those 10 days and 
He'll read your email. Yes. <laughs> Just saying. Uh, the cool thing is that part's all automated, so that can happen yeah, automatically. But no, it, it, it is going to be interesting, and, it, and it's difficult for me to unplug for that period of time. And the one thing I already know, and I'm trying to prepare myself ahead of time, is, is this thing called post-vacation blues. Because it usually will take about two or three days for me to kind of unwind and really sit back and just enjoy myself and to get <laughs> my mind shifted completely out of the work mentality that I have. But that's normal. I, I have that too. Uh, when I get back from, from, from a vacation, I, I need a couple of days to refocus and, and switch off that vacation mode and, and, and come up with new ideas. And usually I spend two or three days just basically doing my laundry and cleaning up the house <laughs> and, and, and procrastinating. Yep. But it's just part of the planning. I just plan it in. I put, it, I put that in my calendar. It's just part of my vacation. <laughs> it's like I need three days to recu- recuperate. That's- and actually I've, I've also learned because I, I used to be so high intensity stress whenever I had to travel. Mm-hmm. It's horrible. I would stay up at you know till four o'clock in the in the morning before I had to travel anywhere just to pack my bags and get everything ready. And for the for the past year, it's the first time in my life that I've been able to actually be done like really the day before I go on a trip. And it's it's just uh, by by reserving time uh, to to get ready for, yeah. for departure. And I noticed a difference because I, I usually was so tired whenever I went on a, especially if I went flying to the US and it took me like three days to even be able to breathe again. Um, whereas the last few times that I traveled, I felt great. It was just, I was relaxed. I enjoyed it much more. And it was just, it was just a matter of planning and, and allowing myself that margin in a way to move, transition from one stage, one, one phase where it's all about working and you've got your rhythm and then gradually kind of slip into this more relaxed, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm taking it easy mode. Yeah. Well, the good news is that my autoresponder on my email says that your message has been received and you will get a response sometime between Tuesday, July 5th and Saturday, July 9th. <laughs> so I'm giving myself an entire week when I get back. So I uh, don't expect any emails before July 9th. Uh, pretty Excellent. much. And then on Tuesday, July 5th, um, you know, I'm marking that stuff out. So I don't uh, come back to a ton of appointments and, and other things. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm I am building that in cause I am planning to come back and, and just knowing that I'm just not going to feel like working. I, I'm just going to yep. like, Oh, I want to be back at the lake and, on the boat and traveling down uh, the different backwaters and, and just relaxing. Yeah, but we need that. Everybody needs that. I mean, and the quality of the of the time off will enhance the quality of your work afterwards. Yeah, and and that's something. If you you can work day and night, but you will turn crazy. I, I still remember that that movie. Do you remember the one with uh, the firm with uh, Tom Cruise? I don't remember that movie, but I think I'm pretty sure I've seen it. It's this young, very promising lawyer and he gets hired by this big corporation and they basically make him work day and night and he hardly gets home anymore. And he's, he's uh, having a fantastic career, but he notices after a while, and we as, a, as viewers also notice that his 
his family life starts to, or his, his relationship starts to decline and it gets worse and worse and he doesn't even notice. And it's just because he's working all the time and he never stops, he never relaxes. And it's only when he discovers what's really going on in that company that it, it you know, he is just awoken of that state. And he's like, wait a second, this life, this company has has gotten so much power over me and I'm, I'm basically a slave of them in, 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 in all in every respect, in every dimension of my life. And, and so then begins his struggle to, to uh, become a free man again. But I always remember that movie because I was like, I have had these similar times in my life where I was just working, working, working. And I went to bed really late, woke up really early because I felt that I need to get stuff done and then I get sick. <laughs> it's because it's unhealthy. Yep. We, need those, we need those margins. We've talked about that so often, and, but it's true. You know, another movie that's similar to that and probably um, not so kid-friendly, and but yet a movie that I think uh, does a wonderful job of communicating this need for me to kind of uh, uh, have margin in my life and, and not so much live for, you know, one highlight to the next and, and from one mountaintop experience to the next. And it would be... Um, Click with Adam Sandler. Have you ever seen that movie? No, I've never seen that. It, I is it the the one where he can he has this remote control, this magical remote control, and he can stop his life or something? Yes. Or well, actually, what he can do is he can fast forward through all the boring parts. You know, it's funny that you mentioned that movie because years before that movie came out, when I was still studying in Rome and I was doing TV production, I had to do a short film in the first year that I was there. And the plot of that first, I'm not kidding you, was exactly the same. Is that right? Yeah, it was about this guy and he had this remote control and he could skip over stuff that he didn't like or the boring stuff in his life and it ruined everything. Yeah. And yep. <laughs> when I saw that movie coming out, I was like, I could have been rich. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I'm not Adam Sandler and I, I don't live in Hollywood. But yeah. <laughs> there's, there, you know, the movie, the movie is great. We, we actually just watched it again. We got it on Netflix. There are some very crude things in there because it is an Adam Sandler movie, movie okay. of course. But uh, outside of that, the message is, is amazing. And it's like, you know what? You, we do need to think about the, you know, we can't just rush through family time just because, you know, I need to get back to work. I need to go finish this project. And cause there's, for me, those, those things never end, you know, those, those yeah. the, that to do list never shrinks for the business. It, the business is always here. So. Oh, one final movie that also touches upon this theme and it's totally the wrong season to promote it, but it's a uh, family man with, uh, what's his name? Oh, Mel Gibson. Yes. No, not Mel Gibson. No? The other guy, uh, um, gosh, the, the national treasure dude. Um, oh, uh, oh, yeah, that's it. Uh, Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Cage. Yes, <laughs> yes. That's a, that's a great movie, also about a workaholic who discovers the joy of family life and uh, and only appreciate it appreciates it when he misses it again. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, it's it's funny how much I need to. I, I probably need to watch one of those movies like at least once a week because it, it seems that that's how <laughs> often I need these reminders. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what movies are for. Speaking of which, uh, we we are both anticipating a movie, and we wanted to talk about this uh, uh, particular. It's actually still a series of books right now, and it's going to be a movie soon. But we we wanted to talk about it last time, uh-huh. but we didn't. We ran out of time. But <clears throat> I think it's appropriate to talk about it in this show because it is about hunger and it is about food. 
<laughs> and I was reflecting upon the first book in the series, and I was like, well, there are some interesting f- uh, dieting slash balance slash food tips in there. And since people asked us to talk about, you know, uh, calorie counting and stuff, I was like, oh, well, why, can't, why don't we just combine these two <laughs> topics and talk about it a little bit? Because we, we always share our passions, and we have this common passion of a series called The Hunger Games. Yes, indeed. And actually, I had no clue what The Hunger Games were and then I listened to this couple uh, the, the podcasting couple Cliff and Stephanie you might know them I've heard and of them and they were doing a podcast about those books and, and, and especially Cliff was just spamming me every day was, have you read this book you should really read it I really you know you have to read this If I, otherwise I won't podcast with you anymore so I finally <laughs> got the book started reading and I was like wow why didn't I come up with the idea of doing a podcast about this <laughs> It is a great series of books. Um, uh, yeah, now you you read all three books pretty much back to back, didn't you? Yeah, I'm done. I, I read the whole thing in about four days. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's very typical. I now I I am stuck uh, on on chapter. I think I've read up to chapter 18 of the second book, and mm-hmm. and I've been stuck there ever since I got back from Blog World. And of course, that's all about how busy I've been, but. Uh, so how, how does that tie in? What dieting tips did you pick up? Well, it's interesting because the first book, the first thing that I noticed, at fir- I, I didn't like the first few chapters. I'll, I'll be honest. I yeah, they're like, not great. This is such a strange book. And it's it's like the first thing the girl says, and I'm not spoiling anything, is like her sister has a cat. And she's like in the first page, like, I wish I had drowned that cat. Yes. Like, I'm so not going to like this book. (laughs) (laughs) I I read that and I immediately was like, wow, I like this book. (laughs) 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 Of course, I just want to say that I am allergic to cats. Allergic to cats, afraid of dogs. (laughs) It's like any animal. If you listen to Cliff's uh, show where he does the walking show, you know, the the, the pursuit of a balanced life, yep. uh, he regularly gets pursued by big do- barking dogs. <laughs> <laughs> it's always so funny to hear your reaction. It's like, I try to keep talking, but actually in my voice, you can tell that I really don't like this dog and he's <laughs> now pursuing me and I still have to kind of put my thoughts together and be entertaining and informative and inspiring, but I don't like this dog. <laughs> I always get I always get flack when when a dog comes running at me and he's about ready to bite my arm off and I say I hate dogs and I really <laughs> yeah. don't hate dogs I just hate being frightened by a dog that's just come up out of nowhere. Yeah, especially because you you know you never know what these dogs I do can hate do cats, and though. what yeah. say again I say I do hate cats though. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, so the main character Katniss. Yes. And, and another thing that struck me in the first few chapters was there was an awful lot of talk about food, long pages, long descriptions of the stuff that she was eating and these big meals. And the, the premise, the, and again, I don't want to spoil too much about the story if you haven't read it yet, uh, because it's, it's, it's just a great experience to read the books for yourself. And Cliff, after I'm done talking, you mentioned your links where people can buy that, etc. Um, but uh, the, the 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 premise is there's this girl, she lives in this totally rotten, corrupt world where basically every state has to uh, give up two children every year, and these children are put in some kind of a wild arena out out in the open, and they have to kill each other, and there's only going to be one 
child that will survive. And then, of course, the, the main protagonist of the story, Katniss, is also uh, uh, joining those Hunger Games. And uh, she lives in a very poor situation before the story uh, starts and then she gets transported to this big city where they prepare her and then there's so much food and it's super delicious and and it just goes on and, and i was getting so hungry just by reading about all that food i was like this is not good for me but there are some interesting things in the way that it, the book talks about food and one of the first things that I noticed was that uh, there is a lot of talk about portion control because once she's in that jungle, of course, food is scarce. Yes. And so she needs to think about food. It's, it's not, uh, it used to be automatic before she enters those games. Uh, there is just, you just press a button and there's food. You know, there's so much food that she actually, she overeats. She gets nauseous. She even starts to drink alcohol, which was kind of weird for a 16-year-old. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, this is in a corrupt future, so what do you want? But, um, and, and, but the, what I liked is that the book also shows the, the, the results, the, the consequences of that. So when she overeats, she's just like, Bleh. you know, uh, <laughs> she's feeling sick, literally. And then with the, the alcohol, um, she just basically loses her mind. She does the stupidest things. And I think for a children's book, that's actually... Or I, I, w- I wouldn't say this is a children's book, but it's more geared towards teens. But that's mm-hmm. a, I think that's a good, good message. It so is. it talks about the reality of overeating and, and drinking too much, but also shows, you know, this is what the price you have to pay for it. So I kind of like that. Yeah, and, it's, and it basically is a very good book of talking about how, you know, the way that we view food as far as our abundance of it. And, yeah. and how sometimes we're like, we really don't think about the food that we're eating. We're just, you know, we just, we just eat it unending. But there are so many people around the world that for them, food is not something that is just readily available. And it's there, you know, it, they have a, sometimes even a better view of food. And, and it's a, something that, that, yes, it can be enjoyable, but it's, its main purpose is for fueling our bodies. And we need to Well, and that's, that's maintain- the interesting thing about there's this whole i think food message in in this first book because she is a hunter she illegally goes into the woods to hunt for you know i don't know rabbits or squirrels i think they're eating squirrels and and in a way that is that is our natural situation i mean we've evolved uh, as as humans from being hunters we we always had to hunt for food food was scarce and it was hard to get and you had to work for it to get it and it's interesting that this girl that is first a hunter and, and is probably very lean and, and you know, slender, strong. And, and she, once she's transported to this city where and, and then the, the main city, I think it's called Capital City, isn't it? It's, like, uh, it's the capital, yes. Oh, the cap. Well, and ev- everything is corrupt and decadent there. It's almost like the ancient Romans, you know. And there's so much food, but everybody that lives there is so unhealthy. And, and instead of living a, a balanced, healthy life and eating good stuff, they go to surgery to fix their appearance. And so all these people that live in that city have had major surgery on their faces and even their skin color. <laughs> it's like the craziest thing. And I mean, 
you you read that and you know it's kind of like science fiction but at the same time that book is so much about our current reality where people prefer to go to a doctor to get the fat sucked away you know <laughs> by all sorts of i don't know cosmetic surgery operations etc rather than change their lifestyle yeah so they're stuck in that lifestyle and 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 Katniss is is tempted by that lifestyle, by that abundance, but it makes her sick, literally, because the shock is way too big. And then once she is thrown into the games, then food is even scarcer than it was in her original situation. And then the, the funny thing is, and you know, I, I really should s- stop talking too much about the plot, but at one point she realizes that she can't eat as much as she used to in in the capital city. And it's literally because her stomach has become smaller again. And, and I, that is so true because actually physically what happens is that if you overeat, your stomach stretches. Mm-hmm. And, and if you look at the, you know, the scans that we've seen on The Biggest Loser, you know, when they first enter the ranch and they get the Dr. Gazinga, what's his name? Dr. Heisinga. Heisinga, <laughs> I always forget, it's such a strange name, but they do the big scan and then you see that their stomach is so big and the, the, the problem is when you feel uh, satisfied, when, when your hunger stops, uh, when your stomach stretches, that, that's, that's when your stomach sends a signal to your brain or releases or your, your body releases uh, some whatever, I think it's a hormone or something, that tells your body, I'm full. So the bigger your stomach is, if you if you eat all these big portions, your stomach takes a long time to stretch and to send that signal to your brain that oh wait I've I've had enough, and so if you reduce your portions over time and you can do this gradually, your stomach actually will shrink physically, which means that you eat. A little bit and your stomach automatically stretches a bit and it sends that signal, I'm full. And so I thought it was so good to see that in a book as well, that she she realizes that, oh, wait a minute, I, you know, <laughs> my stomach has, has, has shrunk and uh, she's much more effective in, in using the this, this scarcity of food to stay alive and, and to still keep, keep, uh, keep running. And then there's this other scene... Um, and that's quite dramatic. That's also at the very start of the story. So I'm not spoiling too much. But there is this big, big dehydration problem that she faces. Remember remember that? When she, she's actually, um, she's not even aware what's happening. But she realizes, you know, I have underestimated the importance of water. Yep. And, and, and she gets these migraines and she feels terrible. She gets literally sick of not drinking. And uh, and that reminded me of a story that I just read the other day here in the Dutch news in, in Holland. Um, apparently, according to uh, uh, researchers, there is massive abuse of painkillers in high schools uh, over here. And it, it's uh, so they, they take Advil and similar uh, uh, medication uh, to get rid of headaches. But the doctors say, the researchers say, the headaches... Are, and the pain is caused by dehydration because all these girls are on these crazy diets where they want to look just as good and slender as all the girls on, that they see on, on TV and in the magazines. So they're starving themselves. But not, not only do, do, they don't, do they not eat, 
when they are in school. So there are actually girl, uh, girls interviewed in, in, the, in, in those articles that say, I will never eat when my girlfriends are present. I don't want them to see me eating. That is gross. That is something that's not done. And not only do, do they not eat, but they don't drink either because there's this kind of mythology among those teenage girls that drinking will make you fat as well. Right. And so they are dehydrated all the time. And in order to combat the headaches they get, they take huge portions of Advil, which of course has side effects and it's very, very dangerous. So now there's this whole call for a campaign that, you know, we, we have to reteach our teens what normal food patterns are and, you know, that you have to drink to stay alive. And in that respect, again, I thought that the, the Hunger Games book was very educational by just, you know, showing it the way it is. And, and I was surprised to see a pretty realistic depiction of what happens if, if you're life is out of balance when it comes to food and, and, and water. Those are great insights. I, I, I do remember reading all of that stuff and I just remember it affecting me, not really processing or processing how, how much of an educational uh, bit that is. And, you know, I, I, I guess part of it is that, you know, I had studied this stuff and so I know a lot of the stuff and I just read it sure. and I'm like, Oh, well, you know, doesn't everybody know that? But then again, wait a second. Before I started my pursuit of more balanced and healthy, I didn't know those things. And that would have been new information yeah. to me. Uh, well, and especially but, because the book is geared towards, uh, I guess, teenagers and, and teenage girls uh, yeah. more than 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 uh, boys. I don't know exactly, but I, I've got the feeling that this this is more of a girl story. But I don't know exactly why, because I enjoy it a lot as well. Yeah, it, it's, it's definitely <laughs> a young it's a young adult book, is what it is. Yeah. But uh, definitely that way. I, I do remember while talk while there was a lot of talk about the dehydration, just how thirsty I was. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> I was like, wow, I need to go get something to drink. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what, one of the things that's also in here is a lot of running, and I guess this could be a perfect segue into uh, what hopefully we can cover in the next 10 minutes or so, but uh, sure. uh, somebody had asked if we can talk about how to train for a marathon. This is something you've done several half marathons, and you've done two yep. full marathons, right? Exactly, yeah. So, I ran a, a couple of half marathons. I, I, I don't count them anymore, but, uh, and then two full marathons. And the last one was uh, around Easter time. And I never thought that I would be running. Actually, I hated running. I remember in high school, I was always out of breath and they, they made us run these, these short, you know, 100 meters, 200 meters really fast. Or, or we do, we do these, I don't know, it was kind of this distance and it was, Everybody feared it, the days that we had to run that distance. And I remember always having to stop halfway because I would get these stitches in my side. And so I was like, I hate running. I cannot believe that people actually, you know, sacrifice their free time to go out for a run. That's the most unproductive, boring, uh, painful exercise there is. I mean, I could, I, I could imagine that people lift weights because they look more fit or something like that. But running... That's pointless. <laughs> you know, why run if you have a bike? And so, but, but I do clearly remember that um, a couple of years ago, uh, I, I, I read, I think I read a story about running and I heard a friend of mine talking about it. And I was intrigued. I was like, okay, I might give it a try. So I went out, got myself a pair of shoes, super cheap running shoes still remember that I didn't want to spend a dime. So I was like, oh, this running thing is not for me. So I'm not going to spend more than 30 bucks on shoes. 
<laughs> Bad idea. Right. The shoes looked great, but I almost literally ran myself an injury in the first few days because if you've got the wrong shoes and they're, you know, they didn't, I always recommend go to a, a good store where they know what they're talking about. So uh, don't go buy your shoes on Amazon if you don't know what you're doing. Because it's very important to have good footwear. And then, um, and and I remember uh, just running uh, not even a mile, just a couple of hundred meters. And I was like, oh, this is painful. And then the next day I tried it again and I, I noticed that I could run a little bit more. And uh, a week after that, I, I noticed I, I could run almost three times the distance that I could run on the first day without really, you know, dying. And so I was like, well, maybe this is not that uh, unfeasible. And uh, so I started to ask around, um, I think via Twitter already the, uh, a couple of years ago, just, how, do, how do I go about, you know, getting ready for a half marathon? That was my first goal. And then someone sent me a link to a guy called Hal Higdon. Okay. And follow up the link. I, the links will be in the show notes, by the way. And this Hal Higdon guy looked like a really old dude. And uh, I was like, okay, what's this? <laughs> old Running for old people? Uh, turns out he is this, this kind of marathon expert. And on his website, he uh, has these training schedules where it tells you exactly how to get from zero to your first 5K. And it just tells you every day, with a little description also, if you click on the link, what do you have to do? And I like that. It's like a recipe, a fail-safe recipe to get to 5K. And, and so that's what I started to do. I just started to follow exactly that schedule. And it was really easy because, you know, these first, the first phase is such short distances and, and, and really not hard. And, and, uh, and it didn't cost much time. So before I knew it, I was able to run 5K. And then I got really the bug. I was like, okay, now I want more. I know that I can do a 5K. Now I want to go and do a 10K. And then, you know, and I just followed these, these schedules. And I noticed very quickly that um, I, I, it started to change my, my overall not just my fitness levels, but also mentally. It had a very positive effect. I was able to, yeah, I felt more relaxed afterwards. I got, it helped me get rid of stress. And I started to enjoy listening to podcasts while running. I remember I've, I must have listened to hundreds of hours of Cliff Ravenscraft while running. <laughs> it's like every time I switched it on, I, I felt this compulsion to run away, but he kept pursuing <laughs> me, so I ran further. <laughs> and he was still able to catch up on me. <laughs> so it was a huge... Uh, it was really a little bit of private time also. So anyway, just following those schedules and then reading what I like about the Hal Higdon site, it also gives you some nutritional uh, advice and especially in the final weeks before you run your first half marathon, you know, it gives you how to prepare for it also and what not to do. And, and it's as simple as that. Just follow the recipe and it is really fail safe. Now, I did get an injury at one point and, it, and I know exactly how it, it was terrible. I wasn't able to run for months. It was this kind of infection of my, uh, you know, the, the I think it's the tendons where, where your muscle attaches to your hip and to your knee. Mm -hmm. Those two places were infected. And the reason it got infected was that I overtrained. I was like, okay, this hell Higdon dude, come on, two miles. <laughs> I can do 10 today. Bad idea, because if you overtrain, your your body is not able to cope with those. And even if you feel that you can run it, it's still uh, very important to keep, to stick to the schedule. And so I learned my lesson there the hard way. That was a really bad period. And then afterwards, I never trained without a schedule anymore. 
And the second schedule that um, we have a link to in our show notes is uh, by the Hanson Brothers. And it's not the dudes from the Mbop music CD. <laughs> <laughs> Other Hanson Brothers. And they have a, a different, a slightly different approach where instead of running, you know, shorter miles, shorter distances during the weekend and huge distances throughout the weekend, um, they will make you train almost every day and then shorter uh, distances. And the, the idea behind it is that you always train with with tired legs. So you train your body to get used to to being tired. And it's a totally different approach. I'm trying it out right now. And uh, this seems to have yield also great results. So those are the two websites that I can highly recommend if you want to get to it. But start slowly. Just begin with a 5K and then do a race. And, and then you'll get the hang of it. Or not. Yeah. It could be that it's nothing for you and that you don't like it or that even physically you're not built for it. That's totally possible. Yeah. Um, and then you should explore other things. You know, you can always grab a bike, which is much less uh, dangerous in a way. It, it, it will, will not get this. It it's, doesn't have the high risk factor of, of, of injuries that running has. Right. Unless you're out there on, the, on a busy, very busy highway. Well, yeah. <laughs> of course, in the U.S., biking is sometimes really dangerous. I noticed that. Uh, exactly. We, we we are spoiled here in Holland because everybody has. We have more bikes than we have people in the country. <laughs> so <laughs> we have special bike lanes everywhere. That's, that's awesome. Uh, I'll tell you, I remember there was a point last year when I was running a 5K on the treadmill mm-hmm. uh, several days a week. And uh, I, I didn't mind running on the treadmill, but man, running outside was just a painful experience. Yeah, and it I prefer hard on the knees. Yeah, and I prefer I prefer being outside. So, although the um, I noticed also that the 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 first year that I ran my half marathon, I was still overweight. Um, and uh, I, I noticed that the the more I started losing weight, and running was for me a, a very effective way to to burn to burn weight, uh, to burn pounds uh, and extra calories. The, the 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 less I weighed, the easier it became to run, and the more enjoyable also. So uh, it, it's kind of a yeah. The the running itself will result in weight loss, and the weight loss itself will make running more enjoyable. Right. Well, I'll tell you what, who knows? Maybe you, you said, I remember you saying a long time ago, maybe one day we'll run a marathon together. So I, I don't know. One thing I do know is Stephanie made an, <laughs> a, made a, uh, an agreement to do a marathon with some friends while they were here for the gspn.tv community meetup. So, oh, wow. So oh, I, I don't know very That's much about it. How- Seeing how motivated she was during that whole process of losing weight, I, I think she'll pull it off. Yeah, I think she will as well. Very she, strong. When she, when, she, when she makes a goal and she, she starts going for it, she, she's unstoppable. So uh, who knows? Maybe, maybe she'll convince me to do it with her. Oh, but Cliff, you're still a young man. You have so many years before <laughs> you. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I think it's important. Uh, you you got RunKeeper.com right here. This is a great application for folks with yeah. an iPhone and maybe even Android phone. Uh, mm-hmm. And you talked about using your uh, Garmin Forerunner before. So that's another tool to kind of track your progress as you go and let you know. Yeah. Uh, where and you then are. you can use the website Daily Mile also to uh, let the world know about your progress. Excellent. All right, Cliff. 
when we wrap up the show, we always uh, plug our shows and activities, and you have to tell people where they can find more information about the Hunger Games. Oh, yes, absolutely. Go to HungerGamesPodcast.com. I can guarantee you, it, you know, especially for, there, there are some of you who are listening right now. It's like, listen, I don't read non, I don't read fiction. All I read is nonfiction. It's all about helping me improve my business and making me more productive and all this other stuff. And all I want to say is one of the best things you can probably do for your business is to unplug and to sit back and relax. And when you're laying back in bed, instead of reading a book that's got your mind all buzzing with all the different things you're going to implement in your business, why not sit back in your bed and just just get lost in a different world? This is a great story, and it's something that you will thank me for, unless you're going to be one of the people that curse me for you staying up until four o'clock in the morning because you couldn't put the book down. Hunger Games. I didn't, so it made me do that. <laughs> What's that? I, I didn't blame you for it, but it made me do that, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, it's hungergamespodcast.com. So there you go, HungerGamesPodcast.com. And it, it looks like Stephanie's saying, or, uh, Stephanie Week is saying that Stephanie's doing a half marathon, not a full one. Okay, well, a half marathon, that's that's pretty good too. Yeah, well, it's more than I've ever done, so. It starts with a half marathon. It's not the end. <laughs> All right. Well, Father Roderick, where can people find you online? I know I'm halfway, or actually, no, three-fourths of the way. I'm at the second break of the break, so... Okay, well, I'm I'm just uh, uh, you can find me at sqpn.com for all my shows and on Twitter, twitter.com/fatherroderick. And we do want to let people know that we will not be live or releasing an episode of this Balanced Living Weekly. Uh, so here during the latter part of June, we are Balanced Living Biweekly. Yes. <laughs> you go enjoy your stay with the mouse and the and the the Potter family. <laughs> I will do that. And folks, we encourage you guys to give us a call. Leave us a feedback. What's going on uh, with your own journey, your own pursuit of balanced living? Give us a call at 859-795-4067. 859-795-4067. Until next time, we encourage you to stay balanced. Stay balanced.